Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you again for joining us for the Shepherd King Podcast. As you know, we are going through our new series, Engaging Government Biblically. And in this series, we're walking through our six values for our ministry, but also values that we believe Christians should hold on to as they think about government and seek to engage government. Today, we will talk about being grace-driven as we think about government and try to engage government. Greg, would you help us define what what it means to be grace-driven as we think about government? Yeah, so a verse I think of, Leo, comes from Ephesians. It's a verse we know well, starting in Ephesians uh, 6. He also raised us up with him, seated him in the heavens in Jesus Christ, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's God's gift. Not from works, and no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, mm-hmm. which God prepared ahead of a time for us to do. Mm-hmm. Isn't it remarkable in this verse that, that ends in works, mm-hmm. and God given us works, but it begins with grace. Mm-hmm. Apart from God himself being grace-driven, we would not be able to accomplish his works. Mm-hmm. Our God is a God of justice, but... We should be so thankful that he's not justice-driven. If he is justice-driven, mankind would have faced judgment a long time ago. But he is a God full of justice, Mm. driven by grace. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we said under this value, Leo, that God's grace through Jesus Christ changes everything. And it does. It changes everything. It is the basis and power of our personal lives and ministry. Mm -hmm. In a place where political battles make grace all the rarer, we aim to be motivated by grace and to joyfully joyfully give grace away to one another. Mm -hmm. Grace is not the natural way for man to treat others. That's right. But it is God's natural way. Mm. It is his And we think about being Christ-centered. It says in Titus 2 that Jesus is the person of grace. Like you want to see what grace looks like in a person. It is Jesus. Mm -hmm. To be Christ-centered is to be Mm grace-driven. And too often, Leo, in the political arena, this is not true. Mm -hmm. How many Christians send out memes or make Facebook posts that are derogatory to our government leaders. Mm. Where is the honor that Apostle Peter and Apostle Paul called us Mm -hmm. to offer them when they were writing about Nero? Mm -hmm. Where is that honor? Well, they don't deserve honor. Well, no person deserves honor, Mm -hmm. but we honor the position 
and we offer grace. We're just waiting for that gotcha moment in a world that is filled with partisan conflict Mm. that so badly wants their political position to be in control. We wait for gotcha moments. Mm -hmm. And it's not that a political party and who controls isn't important. It's not that these issues aren't important. It is a matter of we are willing to tear each other down Mm. to accomplish it. And God does not accomplish his righteousness by sin. He doesn't do it. We can accomplish righteousness through grace. How do we know that? That's what God did. Mm -hmm. It's what he did. He can accomplish righteousness through pure judgment, through fire, through flood. Mm -hmm. He could do it. But he chose the cross. Mm -hmm. That's what he chose. And as Christians, that must, it must, it must, it must govern us as we step into the civic arena. Mm -hmm. Without it. We will not be able to be Christ-centered. We will not be able to be his ambassadors. Mm. And we will forget that grace was given to us. This is what the Pharisees missed. They missed it. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Greg. You remind me of a quote that I think often as I think of parenting. You cannot expect law to do what only grace can do. And the transformation and the power for transformation is by looking at the cross, by looking at what God has done for us graciously over the history of humanity. And that shouldn't change as we think about government, right? Lee, you're absolutely right. And what we also must remember when we're looking at grace, grace does not water down standards. Mm, right. For example, if you do not have the atonement of Christ you cannot get to heaven. That's right. Sin has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Our God is still just. Mm-hmm. And I love John 8. At the end of John 8, Jesus interacting with his adulterous woman mm-hmm. where they're getting ready to stone her. Does she deserve stoning? Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. But he says, he who is without sin. Here was the issue there. They forgot they themselves, without sin, may be the first to cast the stone. And they all left him behind. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus was without sin, but he didn't choose to cast the stone. Mm. But he didn't leave it there. He told her to do what? Go and sin no more. God's standard is about so much more than perfection. It's about life. God hates sin because it causes death. Mm -hmm. But God extends his people undeserved favor. Mm in spite of that. And that's exactly what Jesus, grace in person, did with that woman. Mm-hmm. He demonstrated his hate for sin, but he extended her undeserved favor. Mm-hmm. And if we are not grace-driven, we will forget the undeserved favor that we received. That is the big difference between legalism and grace. Mm-hmm. It is not the end goal. It is not watering down sin. It is understanding where was our standing with the Lord and how did we achieve the standing that we have today. That's what it means to be grace-driven. Because too often we go to the other ditch, Leo. We water down the Bible. We do. Yep. We say, God does not have these standards on these people. That is not true. Mm -hmm. There's one way into heaven and it has to be the atoning sacrifice of Christ. Mm -hmm. God does not excuse sin. 
Yes, and watering, watering down, down the Bible, we we often miss the first value. We we don't show Christ accurately. We don't we don't represent who God is accurately. His holiness, His laws, they reflect His being, who He is. And, and there's a reason why why God has given us the laws, and that's the, the reason why He wants us to know Him as holy. It's a it's, it's a direction for us. It's a, it's an example for us where life is found. But we need grace to achieve that. The law-driven value tells you that you can achieve salvation by striving harder. Mm -hmm. The other value says that we need to grade on a curve. we got to water it down because mankind cannot achieve perfection. Mm -hmm. So solution's the curve. Mm. And they're both right and they're both wrong. The one who's striving for perfection, they are right that perfection is the standard. Mm -hmm. But they're wrong that we can achieve it. Mm -hmm. The other ditch, they are right that mankind cannot achieve it, mm -hmm. but they are wrong to put it on the curve. Grace-driven says that we cannot achieve it, but it has to be achieved, mm -hmm. and it gets achieved through the cross Amen. and us receiving undeserved favor from the Lord. Amen. That's the perfect road, and that's what we must walk as Christians. That's very good, Greg. As we continue to talk about being grace-driven, what are some ways that we can practically exercise, apply this value in our interactions with our governing authorities? I think first off, we need to clearly communicate that we too are saved by grace. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. That we are not we are not trying to put standards that we expect that we can actually follow. That we ourselves have fallen short. And we want to Rob the opportunity of hypocrisy mm -hmm. right away. That is the beginning. And that allows us to go to the gospel message. Mm -hmm. Grace-driven requires you to share the gospel message. There's no way around it. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that is where every ministry has to be clothed mm -hmm. in the gospel. And particularly, we are dealing in the halls of kings. We are going to ask them to pass laws that we ourselves can't perfectly obey. Right. And the, and the solution isn't to water it down, as we said. The solution's the gospel. So regularly sharing that. So some we're working on here in Iowa is pornography. Mm -hmm. Pornography, we, the use in the United States of America is out of control. And the solution isn't to just excuse it. At the same time, we want the government to address it, but it's not going to completely eradicate it. And many of the people approaching them have pornography issues in the past. Mm -hmm. What's the solution? It's grace. Mm -hmm. We are going to strive to defeat and block people from the way of sin as best as possible. Mm -hmm. We're going to put speed bumps in those <clears throat> roads, mm -hmm. and we're going to live by grace, and we're going to elevate the gospel of Jesus Christ. A grace-driven ministry is an evangelistic ministry. Mm -hmm. And when we have that approach, we don't look for gotcha moments. Right. Be so careful what you put on Facebook. Don't be looking for the gotcha moment, that person you didn't vote for. One of the things that's really bothered me is there's a popular meme going around of the President of the United States, President Joe Biden, tripping on the way going up Air Force One. Mm -hmm. How many times do we all trip? It happens. Mm -hmm. But we're so malicious in heart if we did not vote for that person that we mock them while we do it. That is not Christ-centered. It's not grace-driven. It's not biblical. In mm -hmm. fact, it's 
unbiblical. Mm-hmm. We're called to honor those in authority. Mm-hmm. The Christians should be the people that are most honoring President Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. We should be the most honoring of all of our presidents. And we should be the ones most likely to share the gospel with them, most likely to go through the word with them, most likely to point them to someone else, and most willing to admit that we fall short. That's what we should be. Greg, what are some examples that you can think of believers being grace-driven as they engage with government? I just think back to some of our meetings that we've had through the years. We've met with good number of individuals that have done some very unrighteous things. And we wanted to bring the transformation of Christ to them. So as one individual, we can't share names. We like to keep these things in confidence, but it's a pretty high position. It's the highest in this particular branch of government. And they made some major decisions that impacted uh, unborn children impacted the institution of marriage. And we showed that individual honor, why the Bible commands us to. Came into the room, we, we stood up, we sat when they sat. We shared with them that our desires to serve, just as the institution of government is designed for people, we want to serve you in any way we can that blesses people. Mm-hmm. And we listened. Logic is the position they hold. We listened, and they said some things that they're wrong. But our our goal was always we need another meeting with this individual. And he was expecting us to hit at. He knew the things he chose to do weren't of the Bible. He expected us in that first meeting to address those. Rather, we spent the first meeting communicating the position he holds where it fits in the scriptures. He witnessed bringing him honor and pointing to the scriptures where it came from. And he went into us learning who he is more. Then it came to a second meeting. We were told you're never going to get another meeting. It's going to take years to get a meeting. Mm-hmm. And we prayed and we prayed. And God gave us a meeting six months later. This time we were able to go through the word for a long period of time. And we talked about sin, we talked about death, we talked about the need for the Savior, talked about the court system as a a symbol of this institution of justice. And we were able to have a really deep conversation with him. Mm -hmm. When I think about grace, I think about undeserved favor. God's given us as fallen people undeserved favor through the cross. Mm -hmm. We're we're called his children. We gave this man undeserved favor in his office. None of us deserve favor. But in that, it allowed us to witness in ways that we never thought possible, Mm. to have conversations that needed to happen, not in a combative political format, but as people having hard conversations. We don't want to rob hard conversations. Repentance is essential for salvation. Mm -hmm. We can't remove it. But we also want to be working towards repentance, not arguing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what grace does leading out in grace as our Lord has done with us allows us to get to repentance. And that's what we see in the scriptures. Today is the day of the Lord's favor. Now repent, be baptized, and believe. Mm -hmm. We want to begin with today is the day of the Lord's favor. Mm. That's great, Greg. That's a great example of showing grace 
because you have received grace and allowing a relationship to be built upon grace and be able to get into hard conversations in a different context rather than a combative context. So that's a great example. Thanks for sharing that, Greg. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. In our next episode, we'll get into our third value, and that is nonpartisan. We look forward to being with you again. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.